What is up, Dirt Nation? It's your boy Hunter here from Film Nerd TV, and this is a new show on Film Nerd TV that we call Nerd News, where we talk about everything in the world today that's nerdy. I'm joined here today by our first guest, Chance the Titan Ellison. How's it going, man? Yeah, good to be here and talk about something other than Riverdale for once. I'm, I'm really excited to be here and talk about some nerdy stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of the topics we're going over today include the Shazam castings, the Deathstroke. We have the Star Wars trailer and, of course, a Stranger Things. Um, pretty much mini review for you guys because we're doing episode by episode, I think, starting tomorrow. I'm not that somebody about that, but I believe we're doing it tomorrow. But just our overall thoughts on Stranger Things. So, um, tell us our first news story. Uh, first news story? Well, first of all, we got some Shazam news. So now we know for a while that The Rock is going to play Black Adam. But like we, they, we've been in the dark about who's going to play Shazam, the hero. So we got news yesterday that Zachary Levi of Chuck fame is going to be playing the lead role in, in the Shazam movie. And that actually has a release date of uh, April, I forgot, April something. April 5th, 2019, I believe. Let me check. Yeah, that was, I knew it was 2019. I forgot. I can't remember what day in April. Yep, April 5th, 2019 is the release date. Yeah. So, uh, how, do, how do you feel about the casting, first of all? Um, okay, it's... Kind of went out of left field for me because I was not expecting Zachary Levi. Yeah, I would I would have never picked Zachary Levi. <laughs> but it after going through, it actually works for the Shazam character. Someone oh, absolutely, absolutely. comedic comedic timing of a little kid inside a you know superhero body. He's you know he's gonna be cracking jokes and whips, and it's also a really good counterpart to The Rock as Black Adam, which serious comedic i think this could be a really good casting yeah absolutely I, I i love zachary levi i love chuck i think that he's a really awesome actor even when he said something as bad as like heroes are born he was really good in that show i'm mm-hmm. i'm excited i'm glad that he's getting like a big like leading role like this and especially to play against the rock i can't wait to see what he brings to the table oh yeah without a doubt um and yeah the release date i'm kind of glad they kept the original release date from I think it was 2014. Yeah, I think when they announced their whole slate of films, like I think that's that's still the release date from that. So which. Yep. And, and, and like, we, it's been, it's been proven like superhero movies can make money any time of the year. Look, look at Cap. Like I did business back in April, back in 2014. So why why not? Oh yeah, without a doubt. And also I want to bring up the director, which is uh, David David S. Sandberg. Sandberg. I think that's really interesting because like he. He's a really good director. I really enjoyed Lights Out and Annabelle. I thought that was a huge improvement on the very first Annabelle. I think, I think he could bring something really exciting to the DCEU. And he's already he said it's going to be the most fun DCEU movie to date, which is something this franchise desperately needs. So I'm all for it. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Like, and it's weird because the two DCEU movies that I'm looking forward to were the ones that I never had any interest in, and that's. Oh, really? Shazam and Aquaman. I'm still really looking forward to the Batman. Yeah, Batman, but it also has a lot of trouble. We're not sure when it's going to be shooting, when it's going to happen. But right, right yeah. now, Shazam and Aquaman are the two that's on course, set. They have dates. They have actors attached to it. And 
they seem like they're ready to film. Plus, um, especially having a director, um, I believe it's James Wan that's directing. Aquaman, yeah. Aquaman. So he's going to bring some of that, you know, horror-type flavor to the Aquaman character. And yeah, real, we got, we got two horror directors. Badass as Aquaman. Yeah, I just, I just realized we got two horror directors working on, uh, oh, on yeah. the DCEU. We got David S. Sandberg and James Wan. I oh, think yeah. they, could some, they, could, they could let some really interesting flavor. I mean, I, li I like seeing directors like that go outside their comfort zone. So I think it could be something really interesting. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, so since we talked about the Shazam story, do you want to go to our next uh, story, or do you have anything else you want to add to Shazam casting? And no, I, I think I said I think I think said all I wanted to about Shazam. I'm really looking forward to the movie now. All right, so I'll go on and tell about the uh, the, the next story, which, if you guys did not hear, um, DC is thinking about doing a standalone Deathstroke movie with Gareth Edwards, the director of The Raid, which I... Gareth e Evans. Evans, not Edwards. Huh? Ev Gareth Evans. He directed The Raid. Gareth Edwards directed Godzilla and Rogue One. Really? Yeah, it's Gareth Evans. It's, it's an easy mix-up, but you're I think we're thinking Gareth Evans. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, keep, keep going. Um... So yeah, pretty much uh, the Deathstroke standalone movie is still gonna have um, Joe Manganiello. Yes, Joe Manganiello. Uh, it's a hard name, Joe Manganiello. It's a hard last name. So tell, uh, go over your thoughts on the Deathstroke standalone movie and how this could be. You know, could it be fun? Could it be? Man, D and people are giving star people are giving Star Warship making too many movies, whereas DC is greenlighting everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. Okay, first of all, let me just say, I think I think movies centered on the villains are dumb ideas. I just do really? like because they they never end up being the actual villain. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, they're always outdone by someone worse. And so I there's some people there's people in DC I I don't think need movies like Gotham City Sirens we don't need it Black Adam the movie much I love The Rock. We don't need it. We don't need a standalone Joker. We don't need a standalone Deadshot movie. Make movies of the heroes first. Like it's ridiculous that they're trying to make all these like Batman villain movies before they make an actual Batman movie. Yeah, which um, I'll admit I'm actually I actually am excited for the Joker standalone movie. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I Joker's one of my favorite villains of all time, man. But Jared Leto. <laughs> Jared Leto's not starring. Jared Leto. Joker. Oh, oh, oh! The eighties, the eighties. Scorsese one even worse. Like I don't want to. I don't want to learn the Joker's origin. But we're talking about Deathstroke right now. And hey, look, yep. I don't know if it's gonna happen or not. But if you're gonna if you're gonna do like a martial arts movie within the DCEU, you can't go better than the guy who did the Raid. The Raid and the Raid Two are some of the best action movies of this decade. Like you, those movies, you can watch without subtitles and not knowing the language. You can understand what's going on. And you, you, you watch him just for the fights, and the fights are incredible. Garrett Evans, he's someone I want to see have more mainstream success, and I think this will do it for him, despite the fact that I think this is a stupid project to pursue. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, I watched the first raid, and just from the action, the storytelling, everything about it was so much fun, and it was such a good movie. And to bring that director on for a Deathstroke movie is just a good idea because – We've seen that he's a good director from Raid, Raid 2, so on and so forth. 
And I feel like he's going to bring a lot of that rage style of action to the Deathstroke movie, which I am super excited to see that. Absolutely. I, 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 I want to see this dude get more work, and if this is it, then so be it. Like, hey, he could do worse. Yeah, true. Very true. Um, all right, so it, any other Deathstroke news you want to talk about, about this story? Uh, no, I'm, well, first of all, I'm glad also see, to see uh, Joe Manganiello is actually going to get to play the Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Yeah, for real. Hopefully, just because, like, when he was announced initially, I'm like, that's that's perfect. And then, like, all this drama with the Batman happened, and it's just like, maybe he's not going to be the Deathstroke anymore, but I guess he is. So, yeah, I'm happy for him. But I'm, glad, I'm glad to see what he brings to the table into into this DC, DC, DC playground. Yeah, without doubt. Um, let me look up the James Gunn uh, thing real quick, and you can introduce this story. Uh, this story, I don't know what the story is. <laughs> like you just, you just told me something about James Gunn possibly involving DC, who James Gunn, as we all know, is Mister Mister Marvel, Mister Guardians. Who I I well, can't no, see that um, I can't see them giving up. Well, no, he um. He released a statement talking about the robbery between Marvel fans and DC fans. Right. What What did he say? Well, I got a statement here, so I'm ready. It says, at least when you're screaming at each other about Trump, it's something of international importance. Right. But it's a two-year-old movie that some people like and some people don't. Why is someone else's opinion so important to you? As Marvel and DC super fans, you have way more in common with each other than you do with the rest of the world. So why do you spend so much time raging at each other? It's silly. Please just stop. Stop engaging in that way. But at the very least, when you do, untag me. I've muted a lot of you guys. But but not all. Thanks. No, absolutely. And like he the dude the dude's right. Like, look, I'll I'll admit it. Like, there's I prefer the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the DC Cinematic Universe so far. But that doesn't make that doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make me a bad nerd. It doesn't make me a Marvel bitch or anything. It just means you know I think Marvel's made better movies, and I'd be pretty much saying like you know it doesn't it doesn't matter if you like if you like BVS and you didn't like Civil War. It's, it's all right if you do, if you like BVS and didn't like Civil War. It's okay if you like both movies. It's, it's okay if you didn't like either, because like really it doesn't matter. Because like what why can't we just enjoy the fact that we're getting all these great comic book movies? Oh yeah, without well, doubt. Mostly great. Mostly great. I mean, you gotta admit, like, we're we're in a bit of a we're being like a comic book movie resurgence. Like, we're getting all these comic book movies that like I never thought we'd get in a million years. I never did I ever think we'd get a Doctor Strange movie or an Ant Man movie or a Black Panther movie or a Wonder Woman movie. And like I think we should just like all like stop squabbling and like just enjoy what we're getting, you know? Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um and that's always the problem I've had. Um, you know, going back to my old videos, um, is why are we always complaining about something? See what I'm saying? All right. If you yeah. like me, I love the DCU movies. All right. That, and fine. I also love MCU movies. All right. I, I love Man of Steel. But that doesn't make me a bad person or my taste in movies. It sucks. No, because it's my opinion. Yeah, exactly. It's what I think. Movie watching is it's very it's very subjective. Like each each movie's not going to resonate with the same person the same way. Like you, yeah. like I like I liked B, I liked uh, Man of Steel. I did not like BBS. I cannot stand Suicide Squad. 
and you, you, I'm always going to have, everyone's going to have a different opinion, you know? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And that's what makes the film community so important and so fun to be in is because as movie fans, we get passionate about movies, but there's a limit of taking that passion a little too far. Exactly. And uh, let me tell a story. Since we're talking about James Gunn real quick, I got, I got this story where, like, uh, I was I was in this battle with this guy on Twitter about uh, – <laughs> I think we're talking about X-Men Apocalypse. And I, was just, and I was just like, I disagree. And then, like, this dude just starts, like, yelling at me. And then, like, he tagged James – like, speaking of James Gunn, like, he tagged James Gunn in something. He was like, hey, he ripped off X-Men the Animated Series in this episode. Like, James Gunn actually tweeted back. He's like, I was like, no, you didn't. And I felt so bad. And it's like, James Gunn, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry you had to indulge in this. Oh. But, yeah, I completely agree with what Gunn is saying. It's like, why can't we just be happy that we're getting so many combat movies? And more of the fact that when I was younger, yeah, I'm 19, but younger, it was kind of looked frowned upon to love stuff like Marvel and DC and read comic exactly, books. Exactly, because like, play video like nerd wasn't mainstream back then. Yeah, but now we are in the nerd renaissance. Exactly. Like, totally. We've got people talking about video games and going out to see the latest comic book movies and, you know, it's like a nerd's paradise. Exactly, like... And also, this is what this is like a world we live in, where like comic movies, like I like majority of movies in the top, like the Billion Dog Club right now are comic book movies, and so like we're we're in a bit of a nerd like resurgence, nerd re nerd renaissance, and like, but like with that also comes the baggage of like, hey, like if we don't agree, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to force my opinion on you, and like I won't force my opinion on you. Like I have a friend who loves BBS to death, and like I'll review, I'll re I'm gonna review with him soon. soon. And yeah, you know, we'll talk about it. We'll you know, go back and forth. But like at the end of the day, we're still friends. I'm not. I'm not gonna like disown the guy just because he liked the movie that I didn't. You know, uh, it, it doesn't matter. Like in the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, every movie is subjective, as a lot of people keep saying. And you know, maybe. I mean, I enjoyed BVS. I actually loved the um, director's cut more than anything because they they put back in all the stuff that the studio cut out and I, I think it makes the movie pace feel a lot more better it goes quicker and I just feel like the extended cut of that was amazing while the theater version did miss a lot of stuff inside and out but overall I enjoyed the movie I also enjoyed Civil War I love Spider-Man Homecoming so see I love both so now you can like you don't you don't live in a binary society you can love two things yeah, you're not gonna get arrested for liking one over the other. You can love yeah, both. You, you can like Marvel and DC. You can like Star Wars and Star Trek. <laughs> Especially since both of them are directed by the same person. Same, right? same director. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. But yeah, I think I think that's all you gotta say on the issue. Yeah, I could go longer, but I don't want to be here for two hours. So. Right. All right. So uh, our next new story is. Oh, you're asking me? Uh, so yeah. uh, there's word that there's going to be a Logan spinoff to focus on X-23. Um, let me All right, so let's just go over our thoughts on this. Um, my opinion, X-23 was one of the best parts of Logan, especially being the young character, the new character. I feel like they really did her character so well, and I kind of want to see her – 
not in a Stella movie per se, but I kind of want to see her join this new X, this new young X Men movie from Apocalypse to stuff like that. You know? No, exactly. And like, I echo that. Like Logan's my favorite movie of the year so far, mm-hmm. and X Men Three was great in that. Do I want to see her own movie? Not necessarily. Like there, but nothing again. Nothing against the character. Just like there are some characters I don't think. I don't think should get their own movie. Like if you're gonna like you bring X twenty three back, I'm all for that. Just like but put her in X Men. Like I had the same thing with Gambit. Like just put them in a, put them in an X Men movie. Don't try to make them their own thing. Yeah, especially since now the I I think the the new X Men from like the Apocalypse movie, they could use someone like a new Wolverine. No, absolutely, because like you know Hugh Jackman's done with the role. They need. They need that new Wolverine blood in there, but like I don't, the timeline wouldn't work for X twenty three just because the next X movie is gonna take place. I think in the nineties. Well, but I have a theory for that. They are oh God. The table. He's a time traveler. Oh God, no! And it's it's in the same universe, so you could technically use Cable to bring X twenty three into the the X Men movie. But I think people are underestimating a a thing that worked with Logan because like Logan. Logan worked because it was a rated R send off to a guy who had been playing the same character for almost twenty years, and like that's that's why the rated R felt it felt gratified. If you had if you made an X twenty three movie, it would have to be it would have to be rated R, but and also but you'd alienate a lot of your audience because nobody, in all defense of X twenty three, no no one really cares about X twenty three. Yeah, I mean, I would give it a little bit. I'd probably wait until. I'd probably wait until people are, you know, more accustomed to the X twenty three character. Yeah, like maybe like introduce her in like an X an X Men movie, and then like if she does well there. And also, we got to keep in mind that Daphne Keene, as good as she was, she barely talked. I <laughs> mean, she did. Sure. She didn't speak much English. But the the good thing about her in that role was because she brought a lot of that, almost the. The facial acting, you know, she right, talks exactly. with her face a lot, her facial expressions and stuff like that. That works really well when she's with someone who can act, who can really talk. Yeah, it's, it works. It works like I call that the Jay and Silent Bob dynamic. Like Silent Bob barely talks, but like Jay does the talking for the both of them. That X-23, her not talking worked because she was surrounding people who had to act off, off of her and like you know, talk for her. When you're spinning her off in your own movie, you gotta either like up her language skills or you know, or recast her. Yeah, that's kind of why I hope they bring her into the X-Men movies. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't have to do a lot of talking when she's with actors like um, Exactly. Like you can she other people can like act off of her. She doesn't have to like act by herself. Yeah, and, and she, she can that, that's and that, and that's all my thoughts on, on that issue. Just, yeah, just kind of kind of kind of cool, cool the Jets, you know. Just don't don't give everyone their own movie. DC take that lesson too. Don't, everyone doesn't need their own movie. Just you know, just make, just tell a good story. Put 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 them in X movies. Introduce them. Make sure they hits first. Until then, but then after that, then give them their own movies. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So next one is I know this one is kind of old guys, but we weren't doing nerd news whenever we started this, but. The Black Panther trailer that debuted this month was it like the twentieth, something like that? 
yeah, about yeah, about a, about a few weeks ago. I remember it was like a, a Friday or something. Yeah, I know we were like way late on this one, but your thoughts on the Black Panther trailer? First of all, I got I gotta just like say something to Marvel. Y'all wrong. Like they every chance they get to snipe DC success, they do it. <laughs> literally, like like that BBS is a week away. Civil War trailer and a BBS gets released. Daredevil season two. One room is having mass success. Black Panther trailer. Justice League's coming out soon. Another Black Panther trailer. And no. I gotta tell you, man, this trailer is sweet. Man, I I love the Black Panther trailer. This is my most anticipated comic book movie of next year. I cannot wait to see Black Panther. And yeah, like everything in this trailer, like the Wakandan world looks lush. Chadwick Boseman, he is my favorite part of Civil War. And I'm so excited to see him in his own movie. I'm excited to see Michael B. Jordan as a bad guy. I think that's something we've never seen him do before. And, uh, you know, and especially after seeing the Justice League trailer where like everything looks like a video game, to see this and like it's CGI, but it's, it, there is CGI in the trailer, but it's hidden better for the most part. But and you know to see it like it's more it's more real it feels more personal and yeah I cannot wait to see this movie. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, when I saw that trailer, I was like, well, first, again, Marvel, you're wrong for that because <laughs> like they, they they literally they dropped it for no other reason than they just could. because DC had a trailer that that day they were like, here you go. It's like here's how it's done. But yes, I love this trailer from as before. The world of Wakanda was just so beautiful looking. Um, again, Chadwick Boseman and um, Michael B. Jordan. I can't wait to see them go head to head. The the superior acting skills they have on this Black Panther movie is incredible. Like Michael B. Jordan and... Um, Chadwick Boseman and all them. Like, they, have a, they, they have a they have a great cast. Like they got Michael B. Jordan, Chadwick Boseman, Lupita Nyong'o, Danai Guerrero, Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out, Forrest Whitaker, Angela Bassett, Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us, who we have not seen yet, and I'm I'm so excited to see him come into it because I like that guy a lot. I, I mean, yeah, like, this movie looks amazing. There's not really we can not much we can talk about right now because I don't think we saw a lot in that trailer story wise. No, not story-wise, but like... But the world, yeah, he, the characters, everything looks good, and I'm super excited for Black Panther to come out. Yeah, although, like, I do have one cause for concern, because, like, Mar Marvel's guilty as a few times. Uh, they always... They make the villain... And people brought that up. They make the villain an e just an evil version of the hero, and they're do And Michael B. Jordan's playing Eric Killmonger, who they've essentially... He's got a Black Panther suit in the trailer. I'm, ho I'm hoping that that's just for that, like maybe like one scene, or maybe like steals it for a second. Isn't Claw the villain in this one? Played by any sort. Uh, he's one of them, but like Michael B. Jordan, another villain. He's Eric Killmonger, who they've essentially like. I don't. I, I'm curious why he has a Black Panther suit because, like, in the comics, like he's never. That's never been an MO of his. Like he's just like he just wanted to take this guy out. It pretty much turned him into the character I thought Michael B. Jordan should have played, which is White Wolf, which is pretty much like the Loki to Black Panther's Thor. But yeah. I, I'm still ex I'm still excited for this movie. I love Ryan Coogler as a director. I think this is gonna be. I th I'm going. I've gone on the record saying I think this is gonna have the same impact for the African American community that Wonder Woman had for women. Oh yeah, without a doubt. All right. Um, sorry, I had to write some of the notes. Um, our next news story. We go into the Thor International box office, 
which uh, just tonight we learned it was at $107.6 million in three God, days. Woo. I mean, that's, that's, that's the moral machine. That's the moral machine working right there. Like that. They are one of the stu- they are like one of the few like franchises that literally that can literally print money. Like doesn't matter what they put out, it's gonna be a hit. Some big hits, some small hits, but like either way, it's like the quality is that. And the reason like these movies do so well is because like the quality is always there. Like they, oh. they perform consistently. They don't they don't have like a they don't have like a real stinker in my opinion. Like even the even their worst movies are still fun to watch. Like uh, Thor two was not fun to watch, my friend. I like Thor too. I, I enjoyed it. I, I really like the end battle with like the poor. Going back to the James Gunn argument, I respect your opinion, but I disagree. <laughs> That's fine. I, like this, I thought I good, but at least for my personal taste, like I, I have a. I, there's no, there's no match I have. There's no Marvel movie I haven't enjoyed yet. So. And like that's and that's the reason they do so well at the box office. And like, you know, D- DC movies they, they perform well, but they don't perform as well as they should. And that's because the quality's not there. Like, look at Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, it didn't have the highest opening rate DC movie, but it, it had legs because it had word of mouth and it was so good. And I feel like Thor Thor is gonna do. They've got to do business here in the U.S. Oh yeah, I already know people who already pre-order their tickets. Um, I don't yeah, know like more opening opening weekend. I'll see there. Opening weekend, I'm gonna be there for sure. Oh yeah, I'm gonna try to be there opening weekend if I can. But 107.6 million in three days—that's not even counting the U.S. yet because it's not released yet. Just international. That's insane. So add on top of the fact that they still have the U.S. market to come, and then more countries throughout the the month, and so this movie is gonna make bank for Marvel, especially oh, absolutely. Which, going into something different, I don't agree with the marketing strategy, but it's working. Oh, really? You don't you don't like the marketing strategy for Thor Ragnarok? I don't like it. I mean, I kind of like it, but again, I'm more of a comic buff. So when I see Ragnarok, which is supposed to be the death of all Asgardians, and then they're making almost like a buddy cop comedy, that's what kind of tissed me on the edge a little bit. Because I kind of wanted something yeah, like, a bit more serious and dark. Like, not DC dark, but it's the death to all Asgardians, you know? Like, they you know, should yeah, like, and stuff in that one. I see I see your point, but, like, what we're all counter is just, like, they they tried that. They tried the Dark Thor once, and people didn't respond to it. So, I am I like Taika Waititi as a director. I, I, I you know, I admire his, his directing style. I'm really looking forward to this movie. I, I admire it for trying something different, you know, something that hasn't been done with the Thor movies yet. Oh yeah, without a doubt. But like, I enjoyed the first Thor movie, and that was more yes, so like, the serious family drama of well, like. like Kenneth Branagh talked thing. about that. Kenneth Branagh talked about that, like, because like he's like he took on Thor's like it, it's Shakespearean. It's brother. It's brothers fighting brothers, and you know, uh, kings and princes. It's it's got it's got it's got, it's got a lot to it. Maybe it's just my, like, getting in my own head, but I don't see, like, like, Guardians of the Galaxy works with that comedic, you know, fun, quip movie. But Ragnarok, I always thought of, you know, Thor and Loki teaming up to having to fight the serpent, and, you know, Beta Ray Bill, and it's real dark, and it's all the Asgardians have to team up to fight to save themselves. 
I would. I. I. I'm hoping. I'm hoping we get some kind of beta ray bill in this movie. I highly doubt it, but I'm, I'm hoping. I want. I want to see him. I highly really doubt. But I would. Um, in the trailer, when you see that that big fire monster, I kind of think like it'd be funny if that was beta ray bill. Serger. Serger. No, it's not beta ray bill. Oh, is it not? That's that's Serger. Serger. Who is that now? It's he's pretty much. He's pretty much like the Asgardian, like fire, like fire demon. Okay, yeah. So yeah, like I'm excited for Thor, uh, Ragnarok. I just don't. I guess it's just me getting in my own head. Like, you know, I expect something more serious tone with Ragnarok. Right. I I, I understand where you're coming from, but like, you know, I uh, I, I go I everything I've heard from the movie that it's fun. And mm-hmm. that's why I go. That's why I go. To, that's why I go to the movies. I want. I want to go. I want to have fun. I want to see. You know. I want to see what they. What they turn out. So I'm really excited for it. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, next on to something that should not be a comedy, but apparently is going to be a comedy. <laughs> All right. So say the director's name with Thor. I'm bad with pronunciation. Ta- Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Yes. Um, is planning on making a Black Widow movie. In his words, he said he, he wants to make the Black Widow movie more comedy-based than action-based, and that is the wrong move to do with the Black I'm, Widow I'm, character. I'm, I'm, sure he's not, I'm sure he's not serious. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they let him do that. I don't know. I mean, Marvel is, is um, known for doing more lighthearted comedy and especially yeah. with movies like this this movie does not need like if it happens the movie does not need to be a comedy it needs to be more of an action drama that's the black widow character we saw right. throughout the entire mcu including was it civil war or age of ultron where we see a little bit of her backstory what was it, age it of was ultron. Uh, ultron ultron yeah see that was more of a dark serious tone right there of being trained just to be a right. warrior, like she knows nothing else. That should not be a comedy. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, like it shouldn't be a comedy. But like, also, first of all, I don't think a Black Widow movie will ever happen because I don't. I think people like the idea of a Black Widow movie more than like the execution. And also, yeah. you know, I, I think, I think it was just taken out of comedy. I don't think it was being serious. I don't know. I mean, it could always be serious, but. That's one of the speculation, but speculation. if I had to place money on it, I don't think it happened. Yeah, I can kind of agree with you, even though it sucks because Black Widow is such a good character that I feel like she could have. Right, but I don't. I don't think she. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know what you what you make it about. Like she could, Black Widow, Black Widow couldn't even hold her own comic. <laughs> that that's actually true. <laughs> well, um. Next up is our not is our first not DC nor Marvel uh, news story. Yay! Right. Yay! Yeah! It's uh, the Star Wars international trailer that uh, came out about six hours ago today that we just caught on YouTube. T- um, tell us your opening thoughts about just the Star Wars international trailer in general for Episode Eight. Uh, the international trailer—it's very—it's very, you know. There's not much difference between that and the trailer that got dropped when I think during Monday Night Football. There's not much different. There's a few. There's a few extra shots, a few you know different points of context. You got some context to the line where Luke has like, "I see this raw power once before, and it didn't scare me then, it scares me now." 
and you kind of get the sense that he's talking about Kylo Ren. I still don't. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much who he's got to be talking about. Um, I love the first. I love the the initial trailer that dropped in the states, and I like this one. I love this one a lot too. You know, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Last Jedi. It's my most anticipated of the year. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Like I can't wait to see this movie. I already bought my tickets. Opening day. <laughs> yeah. Um. I did not see the Monday Night Football trailer. Oh, you didn't? You didn't no. see the one that dropped a few weeks ago? I don't okay. think so, but th this one I thought was awesome. Yeah. We finally got Luke Skywalker saying a line in a new Star Wars yeah, movie. Yeah, he's, he's talking. <laughs> he actually gets lines this time. He's not just looking and then cut. First time we've seen Luke Skywalker speak since 1983. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, just all of the training that Ray is doing with Luke, and I wonder if if um, Ray and Kylo are going to team up. That's what this trailer is suggesting. But he's holding his hand out. We don't see what he's doing. We don't see who he's looking at. We don't see who she's talking to. It's implied. Like either I, I will give me all the credit in the world if they if they make Ray turn to the dark side. <laughs> but see, um, this is also like a trick that um, Stranger Things did with their Monday Night Football trailer. If you remember, um, there was speculation like, oh, oh, who is Dustin looking at in the, um, you know, the the span he's looking at up in school with the, the Ghostbusters outfit? And you realize it's right. just kids coming off the school bus when you actually watch that first episode? Yeah, yeah. So maybe it is going to be a trick, but... Um, just this whole Star Wars trailer. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I got in a little late. I'll admit that. Um, but I watched them at an age where I can appreciate each movie. Not exactly. Like even the even the bad ones. Yeah, I mean, like my my very first experience with Star Wars was Attack of the Clones, and you know I've come to real. I thought I when I thought saw it as a kid, I was like it was 2000, it was 2002. So I was like uh, I was like five or four. And uh, yeah, I thought I thought I saw like lightsabers and people fighting them. Like this is awesome. And then my uncle showed me. He showed me the originals, and like you know, I I used to think like they were equal. And then as time goes on, I'm like, oh no, the, the originals are like way better. The point where like those are my favorite movies of all time now. Oh yeah. Yeah, but, and, like. Oh, yeah. You go? Well, I was saying got? like I got in late, but yeah. I do enjoy the original like I love the original trilogy. I just wish I exactly. could find, I, I just wish I could find the original cut. They're hard to come by. I have on oh, I have yeah. on VHS. Yeah, they're very hard to come by. Lucas stop messing up Star Wars, damn it. <laughs> but Yeah, I, I wish Lucas would I, I wish they would just release the originals in like high quality, but hey, dare to dream. Yeah, but I loved um, Force Awakens. I loved Rogue One. I'm super excited for Episode Eight and the Han Solo Salem movie, which that's another one we can talk about real quick. The title of the Han Solo movie. Oh, that Solo. Yeah, Solo, a Star Wars story. I'm like, to which the internet responded, "No shit." <laughs> no shit. It's like, what else are you going to call it? Chewie's Adventure. 
A Star <laughs> Wars story. The Gungan said it. A Star Wars story. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, um, like like you were saying, like like you were saying, like yeah, a star like ever since I started making a Star Wars movie, a Star Wars movie has appeared in my top ten every year. Force Awakens was my number one of twenty fifteen, and I have no doubt in my mind the Last Jedi will be my top ten this year. I'm really, I think Solo is gonna, I think Solo, people are sleeping on Solo. I think it's gonna be good. I think Ron Howard's gonna come in and you know, oh yeah, write this shit. Yeah, I, the- I, have, I have no reason to doubt Star Wars in, in my mind. You Maybe. enjoy um uh the first standalone Rogue One as as much as I did. Yeah, I did. Maybe I top ten that year. Really? Yeah. Me too. Yep, it made my list also. Oh, uh, but yeah, we both love the trailer. Looking forward to episode eight and beyond. Um, so yeah, let's go on to our last you know topic of the day, which is our guys. If you have not sat down and binge watched Stranger Things, do it right now. Leave this video, go to Netflix and watch it. Because we're talking about Stranger Things 2 are just our first impressions and a little mini review, one to five stars. So we're going to start with our guest, Chance. Tell us your opening, your you know small little review. Little review, yeah. I'm, I'm almost. I haven't exactly finished yet, but so far, hey, I'm digging it. Like Stranger Things, one of my favorite TV shows to come out last year. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've been the whole. I had been the whole first season, entire day. Second season, I was super hyped for it, and yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not letting me down. I think it's. I put it either on par or just below season one. Uh, it's 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 another episode this time, so I think I think that helps it. There's some there's something I think it does better than the first. There's something I think it doesn't do it doesn't do as well as the first. But overall, I think this is a really, really solid season of Stranger Things. I don't know any details about episode one and one through uh, seven if you want to just go a little bit uh, of what didn't we work. Can, we can say we can say we can save those for our our actual reviews. Okay. For like okay. for this channel, yeah, I'd rather just keep it vague for now. But overall, I'm th- I thoroughly enjoyed this season so far. I. I really hope they can stick the landing in the clothes. I like the new. I like the new things they brought in for the most part. I give this season a solid four point eight out of five. Nice. Um, I'm gonna disagree with you on one point. What is that? I found this season better than last season. Really? I feel it stepped it up. Because really? yeah, oh. I, finished, I finished all of it. So, mm. um, but yeah, just everything about this. Uh, the show and the season worked so well from the 80s landscape to the music selections, the um, the characters, the, all the new characters, you know, all the old characters, characters we've never seen that are connecting for once. The monster is even more better than last season, and I love last season. Yeah, I agree. This, this monster, I think this monster is more threatening so far. Yeah, and just from... You know, like this season really deals a lot with the characters. It's always been character driven, but this season goes deep into more character development for every single character. No character gets left out. No, oh, absolutely. No, nobody gets left out. They just, they switch up. They switch up a few things that I personally I didn't like, but they're not problems except for what it is, and I'll talk about that when we get to our reviews. 
but yeah, overall, like I have no major, I have no major quibbles with this season. I think it's, I think it's another season of fantastic television, though, brought to you by Netflix. Yeah, Netflix is killing it, man. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, that was just my main review from the characters, the world they built. It's set in the '80s, so you get a lot of '80s music, a lot of '80s culture style, but it doesn't beat you over the head with "This is the '80s." This is no, the it 80s. doesn't. Like, it's so. It's it a was, timeless story, but it's a time. It's a timeless story that needs the that needed the '80s to kind of for framework. Yeah, and that's actually what one of the uh, directors said. He, he was like, "You can't make this story today." No, you can't. You can't, you can't, you can't make this story work today because back in the '80s, you didn't have computers or YouTube or technology. No, like this you story had, would not work in any other time period. You know, he was like, "You had your friends." And every time you'd go out, you'd have an adventure. And that's what he tried to put in every episode was the adventure aspect. And can we talk about one character, please? Sean Ashton. Sean Ashton. Yes. I love Sean Ashton on this show. Samwise Gamgee. Samwise, Rudy, uh, Billy from the Goonies. Yep. Which I also love the fact that he was in Goonies and now he's in the show, which actually has a lot of Goonies. Um, yeah, right. They can never get the sequel off the ground, so we did this instead. Sean Astin, like, let's maybe appreciate Sean Astin more. Like, he's such an underrated actor, and I'm glad that yeah, he, he got this. I'm glad he got this really good part for him. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, I'm going to go into deep detail for our episode reviews, which I believe we're going to start tomorrow, but I'm going to give this season of Stranger Things a 5 out of 5. Really? Yep. Okay. The very first TV show I've given a five out of five to. God damn. Wow. I binged okay. it. I binged it in two days. I would binge it in one yeah, day. I'm busy doing this. Yeah, exactly. If I wasn't, if I wasn't, stuff to do to do, I probably would have had it finished by now. Oh, dude! Episode nine is incredible. Yeah, I, 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 since we finish this, I'm gonna go back and finish it. But my my preemptive rating, I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm pretty sure it's like nothing can happen to make me go lower than a four point eight. No, like it, it can only go up. Oh yeah, it we can got, only go up for me. So you got a four point eight. We got five out of five stars, ladies and gentlemen. That's all the news stories we have, and that was the very first episode of Nerd News. Let us know what you guys think about it in the comments below. Um, Chance, you want to plug anything before we uh, head out? Uh, yeah, check out my I, – I plug this every time I'm on here, but, yeah, check out my game show, Full Metal Trivia, on the YouTube. Just look us up. And, uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ChanceWars91. Didn't you guys have a big match tonight? Yeah, we did. We had we had our Halloween special earlier today, and then we had a regular match tonight. We usually do – we do about two matches a week. They're really fun. They're fast-paced. You should all go check them out. Yeah, and we also did our Halloween Horror thing on this channel, and this guy was our champion. Which I was also, which I was also a part of. And he won tonight. So congratulations again. Kind of wish I didn't bring you on, but – Yeah, yeah, you asked me to do it. <laughs> all right, guys. So like, share, and subscribe to Film Nerd TV. Check out Patreon, patreon.com slash Film Nerd TV. And all right, guys, I'm Hunter. I'm a film nerd. I'll see you guys soon. Peace.